Follow the way of love is my title today. Follow the way of love. And I will be sharing on that soon. I saw this funny thing. It said, husbands are the best people to share secrets with. They never tell anyone because they aren't even listening. It's cool, eh? <laughs> it's like, Paul, he says to me, you never told me that, Ruth. I went, yes, I did. I told you like last week. He went, well, I never heard you. I went, cool. <laughs> Now, I want to just quickly share about the story of David. Everyone might know or you might not know about young David in the Bible, a shepherd boy. And he comes as a shepherd boy before a mighty giant, and he absolutely destroys this massive giant, nine feet. And King Saul, when he looks at David and saw an insignificant boy who cared for his father's sheep, absolutely smashed down a massive giant. It was like he was in disbelief. How could someone so little and so seemingly just ordinary do that? And he asks, he says this, he says a statement to him. He says, in some translations it says this, who is your father? Who is your father? And I want to say, ask you today, who is your father? Because King Saul was looking at ordinary young David and trying to place him with his earthly father and thinking, well, they're from a shepherd family. They just look after sheep. How can someone so insignificant like that destroy a mighty giant? But what King Saul didn't realize was that he didn't get his courage and his strength from his earthly father or however good or bad his earthly father was, he, get, he got it from his heavenly father. We get everything we have in our greatness from our heavenly father. Daniel 11 and 32 says this, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. I've got news for you today. You can carry out great exploits. We're on the theme of Jesus heals today, but do you know what Jesus has done for you? He's given you all authority in Christ to heal the sick, to get rid of demons, to pray for people, to declare and command things to go. That is the authority, and it's the people who know their God. Do you know your Father this morning? Do you know your Heavenly Father? Because God's got great exploits He wants you to do. And you might think you're ordinary, but with all of heaven authority behind you, you can slay those giants. And you know, through the long hours of being alone as a shepherd boy, looking after sheep, watching out for the predators coming to take his sheep out, David's training ground was in the sheep pen, getting him ready for caring for people. And that's really my heart of the message today is that you are here to care for people. Follow the way of love, and I'm going to read that 1 Corinthians 13 shortly. Follow the way of love. And it's when David killed the lion and the bear in private, when no one else is watching, what are you doing? Who are you when no one else is watching? 
Do you believe you can still get rid of giants? Do you believe that everything that comes your way, you have the authority to deal with it in Christ? The Holy Spirit is in you. If you have received Jesus as Lord of your life, you have heaven behind you. And you can deal with every situation that comes your way. So because David communed with his heavenly father in private, he killed the lion and the bear. You may be going through lion and bear experiences right now. And you know what? When you get through that with the power and help of the heavenly host behind you, your heavenly father, he will give you giants in public. When you get your training ground ready and your heart right and you follow the way of love, he will help you to slay giants in public because how you are in private determines what you will do and achieve in, in public. Eh? And that's a great lesson from David. So God wants to take you, his ordinary people, and with the power of his Holy Spirit, change the world. Jesus just chose very simple, ordinary fishermen and some of his disciples, men. They're busy arguing who would be the greatest and in heaven they're raru rarus, having their like sibling rivalry, you know, and I'm better than you. No, you're not. I'm better than you. And they went on to change the world. Like literally, so amazing. So never underestimate who you are in Christ. Wow. So good. So what's this got to do with healing? God wants to trust you with his people. He wants to trust you with his people. Follow the way of love. God puts people in our lives on purpose so we can bring healing words to them. Don't miss opportunities to be a healer, a lifter, and an encourager. We have a famine of encouraging words these days. The, the day and age that we are living in, you know, it's like, People get a shock when you compliment them, don't they? It's like, wow, they get stunned. You're beautiful. Am I? Really? Wow. It's amazing. God uses your voice on this earth to encourage and change the atmosphere. Whoa, I, I believe that everywhere that I go, I can change the atmosphere. I really believe that. And I've shared this in, in, in church before, but I just love it. So I'm going to share it again. But I remember I was shopping with Carmel, my daughter, in Kirikiri. And one of, the lo one of the gangs had come into town that day. And they filled the whole street. Literally, body to body, they were walking like this. And everyone was getting out their way. And we were coming right towards them. And Carmel, Carmel looks at me and went, they're not going to move, ma'am. I went, they will. Just watch. They will. And as we get near, I stopped. I looked at them in the face and the eye, and I went, you guys have a really blessed day. And do you know what happened? It was like the pattern of the Red Sea. They just went, and same to you. It was like, who has ever complimented them before? Your words bring healing and power. You can move gangs. You can move mountains. Too right. And after that, Carl went, that was freaky. I went, that was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Sorry. It was so good. It was like the padding. So much harshness in the world today. 
discouragement and negativity, but you have been born to be a healer through your words. The power of your healing words. Don't ever underestimate the power of your healing words wherever you go. Change the atmosphere around you. You know, I don't think she's here today, but Kat, fairly new to church. Do you know, I walk in, I've been at the gym a long time. I've done the classes for a long time. Probably one of the um, longest people to go to the local gym. But I go there for a reason, because I believe in changing the atmosphere where I go. And she came new into the steep class. And I love to welcome people that come to the class, even though I'm not the trainer or the coach or whatever. I just love to, oh, hey, you're new here. Great to see you, you know. And as she walks in, God said, go and invite her out for lunch. And I'm like, okay. So I randomly go up and say, hi, I'm Ruth. You're new here. Awesome. And I went, you know what? I'd really love to invite you out for lunch. And she just looks at me and she went, really? Because no one had ever really done that for her before. And I took her out for lunch that week, but I continued to pray with, with her. She's in church now. She's just had a little baby, so she's not here, but she was here last week. And Lisa, she might be out the back somewhere. But you know what? The seed, power of healing words, changes people. Might take a while, but keep doing it. Keep believing. You change the atmosphere around you. And a blessing isn't really a blessing unless it's spoken. You can think that my husband's beautiful, but unless you tell him, he's handsome. Paul, you are handsome. He'll say, thank you. That's a blessing. Speak your blessings out. You can think in your head that your kids are awesome and, you know, or whatever it is, speak your blessings out. Did God hold everything into himself or did he speak out light and love? Jesus, the words that he shared had healing power in them and he set people free. You can set people free with the healing words that God has put in your mouth to share. And it's your job to do it. Not the person next to you, right you, right there. Every one of you have been bought with a price, saved for a purpose. And your purpose is to speak out, heal the sick, raise the dead. I'm, I'm into raising the dead. I'm, I, I really want to do that. I was born in Yorkshire, and I don't know if you've heard of that amazing faith healer called Smith Wigglesworth. Well, he was born in Yorkshire in the same city that I was born in. So I'm interested in him because I think, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Do you know he raised 14 people from the dead? And this is fact. He never wrote anything about himself. People had to do it because he was very humble and he didn't want to write anything about what he did because it was all of God. So amazing. Yes, so I'm into that. One day you're going to see it. We're going to see it. See it first and it'll happen, eh? I kind of did it with my father, actually. I have shared that, haven't we? But I think for those who weren't here, I'm just going to share it again. Because these are testimonies, and I might have shared it a lot. But we went over my, uh, for my niece's wedding. And my father was very ill. He was dying. He was in the hospital bed. He hadn't got long to go. And my sister's only daughter was getting married. And my sister says to me, oh, I need to be here with dad. He, he's passing very soon, and I'm not going to make my daughter's wedding. And I just got annoyed. Righteous anger it was, really, because I'm following the way I love 
Hopefully. Hopefully I was then. And I looked and I went, you are going to your daughter's only wedding. I said, she has got all of her years to live and she'll remember you didn't come to her wedding because you were there with your father. And I said, I'm here and I will make sure he will be okay, but you are going to your, to, to your daughter's wedding. And I said, go home, get some rest, and we'll stay with Dad, Paul, and I. And she got out the room, and guess what we did? We spoke to the death in the room and said, Dad, live. Because he, was, he wasn't eating. He was Honestly, it was hard for me to see it because my dad was amazing. I loved my dad. He was skin and bone. He, he looked like something out of those concentration camps in, in the war. He, was, he just looked awful, and he wasn't eating. And, I, and we just took authority in that room and, and spoke over him words of life, healing words. And then I left the room for a while, a couple of hours, three hours, and my sister came back in. And she, do you know what she said? You wouldn't believe it. I went, try me. She said, my dad is sitting up in bed, he's eating soup with bread, and he's having a cup of tea. What did you do? I was like, oh, so good. And she got to her daughter's wedding, and so did we, because my dad lived. But after that, Jesus, God spoke to me, and he said, he told me this, and it was hard for me to get this, but I accepted it, and he said, your dad actually wants to go. He said, your, your, your prayer, your, your, you've commanded him to live at the moment, and that is what's holding him, because there's power in prayer. You've got to know that. You've got to know that. Smith, Wiggles, Smith Wigglesworth didn't really want to live without his wife. She passed before him, and he loved her so much, he actually raised her back to life again. And you might think these are fairy stories. These are true facts. We're not dealing with namby-pamby fluffy stuff. This is heaven invading earth. He raised his wife back to life. And do you know what she had to tell him? It's my time to go. And God spoke to me and he said, Ruth, it's your father's time to go. You have to let him go. So I, I had a conversation with God. Like a bargain, but in a way, and I just said, Lord, I love my dad. I want to see him. My last memory of him to be living, I said, take him when I get on the plane. So I left the next day, got on the plane. I arrived in Singapore, and I had a phone call to tell me my dad had gone to heaven. All of heaven celebrated. He was an amazing father. He'd given his whole life to God, preached throughout the whole world, seen many salvations. And I tell you what, my sister said, I have never felt a passing like it. She said it was like the heavenly host all came to welcome him. She said she could see Jesus standing to welcome him like he did with Stephen, the first martyr in the Bible. It says Jesus sits at the throne of by God, but when you pass on, his amazing chosen, amazing people... He stands to welcome you back home, man. Isn't that awesome? He takes time to get off his feet to welcome you into his presence. But his presence is here right now. And it's so good. And he said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. And Peter said to Jesus, you have the words of, not life, eternal life. You have the words of eternal life. Do you know that you have the words of eternal life? Wherever you go, the words that you have from your heavenly Father, he says, whatever I've 
given you, receive and give to others. That is why I'm about blessing people, speaking words of life over people, no matter the situation. So good. Proverbs 15 and 4 says this, A gentle tongue brings healing. What have we got? The soothing tongue is a tree of life. Wow, my mother used to read me that one, and a soft answer turns away anger all the time because I used to kind of get annoyed with my siblings. I used to actually really annoy them. But a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Or one of the translations says, a gentle tongue brings healing. What's your home life like? Dads, men, husbands, mothers. What's your tongue's like? A gentle tongue brings healing. CV says, kind words are good medicine. Wow, I want some of that medicine. That's better. It's got no side effects, this medicine. This is good medicine. But deceitful words can really hurt. I've heard it said that marriage doesn't only last because of all the good times. It lasts because you handled the bad times with love, care, and grace. You want your marriage to last? Well, follow the way of love, 1 Corinthians 14. And you might have the excuse, well, I didn't come from a healthy family. Guess what? Make sure a healthy family comes from you. Be the change. Be the atmosphere changer. There's many of you who didn't come from a healthy family, but that's not stopping you from producing a healthy family, eh? Really important. Build the kind of marriage that not only blesses you, but blesses your children and your children's children. Too right. We're here for generations, not just for this one that I'm in. God said he'll bless for a thousand generations. One seed that you plant will bless up to then. Do you know how long a generation is? I actually Googled this. 37 years, I think it said. 37,000 years. We're long gone, long gone. But that's how long God wants to bless. If you can, that's mind-blowing, isn't it? Mind-blowing. You are an ambassador of Jesus. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, When God sent his word, it healed them. When he sent his word, it healed them. You just got to accept it. You don't need to read into it. It's actually not that hard. We make it hard because of this. Sometimes we spend so much time praying for what God has already given us. God has already given us an open heaven. Do you know where the closed heavens are? Between our ears. Because of our thinking that says, or we listen to the devil who whispers in our ear and says, does God heal? Because he always gives you a half-truth like he did with Adam and Eve in the garden. Did God say? Yeah, he said it. But what about that family member that died of cancer? My own mother passed away of leukemia or a form of it. But that's not going to stop me trusting in the Lord to believe for someone else with leukemia that they're going to be healed. I've heard about is it, um, the son of Bill Johnson. Uh, is it Benny, Ben Johnson or whatever his name is? But he's actually got a hearing problem. He can't hear. But he has prayed for countless people with hearing problems to be healed, and they've been healed. He's still waiting for it, and he's still believing for it. But trust God. Keep trusting God. Keep spilling healing over yourself. 
We are here to represent our Father by following the way of love. And I'm going to read this chapter to you because it's really important. So can we put up on the screen 1 Corinthians 13? Because I'm going to read it. It's really important. Because as you minister and you're all, if you're saved and you believe in Jesus, guess what your job is? To minister the love of Jesus. So this is what it is. As we pray in our communities, in our workplaces, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, Whoa, it keeps no record of wrongs. Oh, man, that's me ripping my book out of all the stuff Paul's done. Oh, guilty as. We can hold on to things for a long time, can't we? Yep, rip it up, guys. It's not worth it, seriously. Next, next, um, next one. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, Always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Chapter, uh, verse 13, is it? No, chapter 14. Is it there? It's coming up. <gasps> Follow the way of love. Now, do you know this verse is read out at a lot of weddings? Even non-Christians like this verse at their weddings. But guess what? It wasn't actually to do with marriage. Although we use it for that. Do you know what it was to do with? It comes slap bang right in the middle of chapter 13. But if you look at chapter 12 and chapter 14, do you know what it's talking about? The spiritual gifts. Really. And the thing about that is important, which you and I need to get, that when we're ministering to people, and in the Corinthian church, some of them had this, notion or thinking that because they had more important gifts than others, that they were actually loved more by God. Nothing or any gift that you have is not more important than the others because God loves you. It's not that you are special in any way more than anyone else. You are loved. But God, Apostle Paul, through the Lord, was teaching them. You can, you can move mountains. You can even die as a matter. You can do all these amazing things, but unless you're following the way of love, it's not really effective. Follow the way of love. When you're in your workplace, wherever you are, at school, follow the way of love because love never fails. When someone comes and says, I don't believe in your teaching or you've got wrong doctrine and I'm right because of this, this and this, follow the way of love. When you're praying with, for someone, follow the way of love. When you're speaking with someone, follow the way of love. And that's what God put on my heart to share with you today because you are going to go out and you're going to pray with people and believe and declare healing with the authority of Christ. And I want to actually say this, and this is what's really important. Do you know that Jesus never did long prayers when he, was, uh, when he went about in the community, in public, Dealing with healing and, and, and declaring healing, he never, ever actually did one long prayer. Apart from Lazarus, he did a prayer before that. Only once did he ever. But what he did do in private was commune with the Father. That is where we get it. Communing with the Father in private, like David. To make him a warrior in public, he had to get it in the private. 
And that is where the secret place is so important for you and I to come aside from the busyness of life, to get into the will of the Father, and then we can go out as warriors. When people came to Jesus, he actually commanded sickness to go. When the man with the withered hand came, he said, stretch forth your hand. And when the the lame person came to him, he said, take up your bed and walk. They were just commands, not big long prayers. When When Peter was walking on the water, he was like, Jesus wasn't saying, hang on a minute. When sinking, because Peter was sinking in the water, he's going to drown. Well, he wasn't, because God still, Jesus still had him. But can you imagine if, uh, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for my brother Peter. He's going down. I love him. He's awesome. Where's he gone? No, Peter cried out, Lord, save me. And he just put his hand forth. Quick prayers work, you know. Quick declarations. Don't need any long prayers. God hears you. God hears you. You go out and command those spirits to go in the name of Jesus. You are here to be world changers, to change the atmosphere around you. Proverbs 25 verse 11 says this, The right word at the right time is like precious gold set in silver. What does it say up here? Like a, a, a word, like apples of gold and settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. If you want to know what the right circumstance is, the Holy Spirit will let you know. He'll give you the help. Even when you don't know, he puts the words into your heart and he will let you know. Jesus had the right word at the right time. And it's, you know, that saying, it says, hurting people hurt others, healed people heal others. Follow the way of love. Because Jesus followed the way of love. He was it. And we can too. Jesus didn't only pay a price to get you into heaven. He paid a price to get heaven into you. You have heaven in you. If you've received Jesus, you have heaven in you. And you can change the atmosphere around you. It was the healing words of Jesus that brought breakthrough, and it's the healing words that you will speak out that will bring breakthrough in people's lives. Tell you what, you might be the only Jesus that people have ever seen or known. Our world has a famine of it, but I tell you what's going to change, man. I've believed this year God is moving in our nation like never before. People are going to meet Jesus. Whether they want to or not, sometimes he'll he'll give everyone an opportunity. Proverbs 4 verse, oh, I've got the wrong thing, but Proverbs 4, I think it was 20 to 22. My son, or my daughter, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. So that's your ears, your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart. Then you get them into your heart. And guess what it says? For they are life to those who find them and health to all your flesh. Do you want to be healthy? Get the words of God into your heart. You're sick? Read his healing scripture. I took a reaction to the vaccination. I had to get it because I was going overseas and I really didn't want to, but I got it and I took a, a reaction. It was horrible pain, arrhythmia and everything with my heart. But every day I have declared, thank you, Lord, when I get up for a strong, healthy heart. Thank you, Lord, for a strong, healthy heart. And when the pain was there, 
and I had no energy, I'd say, thank you, Lord, for a strong, healthy heart. Paul will know. I was so bad, I could hardly even walk up the road and look after my grandson. I just had no energy. But I'm getting better. I'm 99% and the 1%'s coming. I'm still declaring it out. Healthy body. I have a healthy body. Sometimes my body's got to catch up to what I'm declaring, those healing words, but it's going to. It's getting there. Too right it is. You might say, I am scarred, but God says you are healed. You might say you are weak, but God says you are strong. You might say, I'm abandoned, but God says I have adopted you into an awesome family, the family of God. You might say, I am broken, but God says he has made you whole. Get his words into you. This is his words, not mine. You might say, I have failed, but God says you are victorious in Christ. You might say, I am lost, but God says I can give you direction. Too right. Paul needs that when we go to Auckland. Man, I don't know how many times he's lost. Thank you for sat-nav. It's amazing. Or what do you call it in this? Google Maps or something? Yeah. That's satellite navigation. I once said to someone, put the sat-nav on. And they went, what is that? It's satellite navigation comes direct from heaven. It's called the Holy Spirit. There you go. You say, I am worried, anxious, or afraid, but God says, I have given you peace. Too right. And you might say, I'm not very lovable. No one loves me, but God says, you are forever loved. Follow the way of love. When you speak words of life over your family or your work, mates or your school friends, it makes people actually want to do better. It really does. It changes the atmosphere. When we used to go on holiday, Evangeline, well, not even on holiday here, wherever we went, especially when she was younger, all the time in Scotland, shopping, wherever we went, department stores, she would say to the people or the women, oh, you look so beautiful today. And she actually meant it. She actually really meant it from her heart. I know she did because I could feel it. It was genuine. You look so beautiful today. And honestly, these people stunned mullets. People struggle to receive healing, beautiful words over them because we've got such a famine of healing words. But some of them even were like about to cry on us because they'd never had it. It was amazing. So amazing. So we have an open heaven. We have an open heaven. We can ask anything. This is what um, the Word says. I, this is John 14. I just think this is really powerful, and I don't know if it's coming up, but um, I do have it here. I tell you the truth. This is the truth, people. Anyone, not some special chosen people, but anyone who has faith in me, will do, this is Jesus speaking, will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. And then he reminds us, you may ask anything in my name and I will do it. Anything is anything. Anyone is anyone. Literally. Paul and I went out on the jet ski on Thursday. Haven't been out for about a year. The weather's been terrible and it's been a bit choppy. We couldn't get out. We finally got out on Thursday. And do you know what I asked? I said, Father, I want to see dolphins. Bring the dolphins to us. They came. 
10 of them was amazing. Oh, it's like I had my own dolphin show. Who needs, he needs to go to SeaWorld. We had it right there. It was awesome. So good. So good. Disappointment in life. You might have been disappointed in life, disappointed in God, even disappointed in yourself from past failures. Peter was such a person in the Bible. He was disappointed with himself because he had spoken out and bragged in front of everyone and all the disciples. They may desert you, but I won't. I'll be here for you right to the end. I'm here for you. And when, when um, when it came to it, he denied him three times and he just went for it and he wept bitterly. But you know what? God is a God who restores and revives. So whether you've had disappointment in your life, I want to remind you about the Apostle Peter. Because six weeks later, he stands up forgiven. Jesus had forgiven him. He always forgives you. And he preaches with power and authority. So powerful that it says in one day, 3,000 people got saved. I want some of that, Tanner. I do you. 3,000 people in one, in one day. Can you imagine we've got how many days in a year? However many it is. 300 and something. Forgotten. Sorry, it's a long time since I went to school. Well, there you go. Can you imagine if 3,000 got saved this year every day? Wow. Amazing. And not only that, but he was a powerhouse and his disciples because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And do you know what it says about Peter. It says that even his shadow, people were coming near to Peter as he walked about town, as he went to prayer. Imagine going to the marketplace and people were coming near his shadow because his presence. People were getting healed through just being there with him without him even saying anything. Imagine the power in that. That's greater, greater things than this. Jesus said he was amazing, but greater things than this. His presence changed the atmosphere. His shadow changed the atmosphere around him that people were getting healed. And I want to tell you about my um, parents were missionaries in Malaysia. And one day my mum was walking to the markets and she saw this commotion and quite a number, a lot of people um, doing something. So mum being mum and she was curious, she went over to have a look. And over there in Malaysia, if you have a sickness, the religion, I don't know, whatever it is they believe, but they have gods. There's only one God, but they have gods. And they believe that if you're sick, that you have to go over, they'll put, they'll put a demonize you, whatever it is, or put you in a trance. You walk over on these coals of fire, you go in this milk trough, and you give your gift to the gods. It's idols, by the way. Totally wrong but so mum went over and she is watching and these witch doctors are standing there or whoever they are and they're trying to get this as she was going up she just went up to have a look to see what they're doing standing there and 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 nothing they just couldn't do it they're getting frustrated and frustrated and frustrated because this guy that she was near couldn't get put in a trance all the others had finished they were back over the other side but this one couldn't and, and they looked at mum and they knew that she was the problem because the presence of the Lord was on her. They knew, they looked at her and, and she wasn't moving and her presence was stopping them doing what they were doing. And they said, you need to go. 
out of everyone there, they said, you need to go because they knew there was something in her, which was the Holy Spirit. Her presence was changing the atmosphere so much that they couldn't do their works of darkness. How cool, eh? And that is in you and I. You can change the atmosphere around you. You will give what overshadows you. If it's negativity, that's what will overshadow you to others. But you can overshadow the way of love. You can be a world changer. All the authority of heaven behind you. You know, if God didn't, if God didn't want us healed, then he'd have made Adam sick. Wouldn't he really when you think about it? But he made him healthy. And God didn't save us just to go around feeling bad all the time. That's not what God has for you. He's got mighty, mighty things for you to do. And I would really like to pray for people, pray for healing, pray for marriages, pray for relationships, and declare healing words over people. And you receive those healing words. And remember, you are all ministers of Christ. 1 Corinthians 13 is for you. Follow the way of love. Go and change the world with the gifts that God has given you. Follow the way of love as love never fails.